0: Hello, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. I'm your host, Nazyati Muhammad Yaqob. And during this month of Ramadan, I decided to do a feature or a monologue on mosque architecture and domestic architecture. What is the difference? in the context of um, architecture that is made by the Muslims. Um, This is in relation to Islamic architecture, obviously. What led me to discuss this is at first I wanted to do a part two um, that follows the talk or the podcast episode on... What does fasting or the month of Ramadan has to do with architecture and included uh, more on phenomenology and um, there is a suggestion of spirituality in architecture so that 's where i 'm picking up on and then we when we talk about spirituality in architecture, is it to do with sacred architecture um, in my opinion um as someone who deals with theory of architecture and who also did a design thesis that is based on um, Islamic or Muslim architecture, I would like to propose to a proposal here of, of what I said earlier, that really when it comes to meditative space, um, when it comes to um, spaces that one could uh, have a bit of more of reflection, it helps and aid and support in getting one to be um, concentrating on the spiritual aspects of one's life in a common setting, such as in a domestic or residential, you know, in your house uh, situation. Invoking or um, getting more of nature to be part of the architecture, or being close to nature, like not for not further than six meters away from nature or accessible to nature, and the natural environment is to me one of the prerequisite of getting to be closer uh, in terms of. Um, more sensorial in terms of the experience, yeah. So that in itself is the dilemma when one does mosque architecture and the mosque is huge or is has to be designed in a way that um, serves the purpose of congregational prayer for Number of individuals. So can we break down the mass architecture, the design to feel that you're closer to med to in order for you to meditate better? now how do you do so when you have lots of people crammed in this space? So the loftiness or the volume or the way that the decoration, I mean a quote unquote decorative aspects of the mosque design, uh, in terms of um, what it normally aspire is to um, give some um, to 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 have the con uh, a concept that is that is prevalent in many traditional mosque architecture design, which is the introducing the concept of tawhid. Um, the concept of tawhid is basically um, the, the idea that God is infinite, but human beings are finite. So, therefore, geometries um, uh, are introduced, geometrical patterns are introduced uh, in the ornamentation of the mosque architecture. So, that the institutional part where the moss become bigger and bigger to accommodate more people and air condition and so on, which is when you start air conditioning, then the sense of being close to nature, which is more of perfection. Yeah, nature is created by the creator, uh, and not by human beings, whereby human beings created the moss. So how do you actually integrate that? Now I wasn't really going to go into moss architecture uh, too much, but when I did my design thesis, my design thesis in nineteen ninety, I think. Uh, it's called the Quranic Studies Institute, and it was based in London. And what was interesting was the design process that went, um, I went through, and I had experienced a very interesting design process, and much of my reference was based on Ismail Faruqi's um, the full name is Ismail R A Al Faruqi uh, in 1986 in the book The Cultural Atlas of Islam Uh, and I'm referring to an article um, that mention of Ismail Faruqi's quotes. Um, In this article uh, called the decoration in the praying hall of a mosque um, by, let me see, um, a review of current literature by Qasim, Abdullah, and Taib um, in the year 2014. Mention about Faruqi's quote in here. They say, function of de- that decoration in mosque. According to Ismail Faruqi, In 1986, the beautiful and intricate design one finds on art objects of every region and in every century of Islamic history fulfill four specific and important functions, which is the reminder of Tawhid, I mentioned about that, transfiguration of materials, transfiguration of structures and beautification. So uh, the roles of Islamic decoration are manifold. They can be spiritual, educational, social, and psychological. This, the addition of what the author feels. And then talking about Tawhid, the concept of Tawhid. Um, so um, other authors also mentioned about this focusing on harmony and balance without regard for excess or grandeur. So the idea of the mosque is to provide for that sense of harmony and balance which needs to be a reflection i mean i've mentioned this earlier in another platform regarding mental health where um this is what we want to achieve uh, every day and in doing our fasting in a month of ramadan uh, trying to figure out what are our lessons to be learned and the bad habits that we have is being uh, more pronounced and how do we want to achieve harmony and balance in our lives so how can we achieve harmony and balance in architecture so in this co- concept of tawhid lies these the ideas that you could reflect and i said earlier in terms of the embellishment or the decoration of the mosque but can that be done in our everyday spaces our houses our offices our public buildings our landscape our you know our recreational facilities so these um, meditative spaces, this harmony and balance, is also not only found in uh, Islamic architecture, and there's an earlier uh, point, a earlier reference on um, this a, um, article done by Robert Birch and, and Brian Sinclair called Spirituality in Place, Building connections between architecture, design, and spiritual experience. Um, One, I'm really interested in this as well because our students did uh, meditative spaces for the second year project, and some of them looked into uh, Zen Buddhism and other Tao Tao Taoism and other spiritual practices. Uh, to inspire their design. So so in this particular archi- uh, article, um, the idea is to... Um, in here, the designers and architects often talk about meaning, beauty, poetics, connection, atmosphere, and other ethereal, invisible aspects of a place. So the objective of what he proposed an article to make more visible these invisible qualities of the built environment by exploring the relationship between Buddhism and Taoism and contemporary architectural and urban design practices. So this project defines spirituality in the context of the built environment, theorizes a framework of spirituality in place consisting of humanity, sense sensuality and sustainability um, to in which spiritual, spirituality is manifest in the built environment. Through a critical analysis, so this is an interesting um, article that talks about spirituality and I don't see the difference in Islamic architecture in terms of spirituality. The objective is the same. We're dealing with what are the qualities in architecture that If it's not to do with a religious building or religious setting, um, can it be done in everyday spaces, public spaces and houses? Now, my proposition is the harmony and balance can be achieved when you have nature integrated into the design. And the very least is to have at least six meters away from the regular spaces access to nature in a form of a balcony and a landscape a- area or a garden, or integrating it into right inside of the spaces itself. So going back into, is there a difference between um, moss architecture and um, regular architecture in regular spaces? Um, there doesn't have to be a difference. And it helped to make much more intimate spaces in mosque, I mean, um, mosque architecture is not only about the congregational prayer, where you have hundreds of people coming in to pray in in these these um, these kinds of prayers that they do. You know, like um, like in Christianity or in churches, you have mass, you yeah, know, for Easter, um, and 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 uh, services uh, every uh, every week. You have services, so. So same as mosque architecture, you have these services or this gathering or congregational prayer. So does this architecture uh, of um, this congregational prayer, does this architecture need to be um, not sensorial, not dealing with our senses as much as intimate spaces could, you know? So I've been in design thesis or where students of architecture need to actually deal with this problem. It is a problem. It's a design problem that can the human being establish connections with the architecture um, and get a much more intimate spiritual experience. I mean, in my travels that I had done earlier, um after the design thesis I went or oh, during that time or oh, being inspired by the blue mosque in Istanbul, um the Sultan Ahmad Mosque has um intricate um patterns on the arches and it looks out into the very first the front part where the Mihrab wall is at the sides, it fronts or you, can, you are actually praying and feeling nature because the arch outside is a garden. And I, I've discussed this before with students of architecture of, of creating this kind of space. You know, how you can bring nature in into the architecture. And there was one student who dealt with um, the columns that, um, that, that is being uh, rows of columns that he designed in, in the prayer hall. Um, at the top of the column He let in sunlight Or he let in light So that people can um, uh, Gravitate To the columns uh, Where you can have that light Coming in and you can read Presumably reading the Quran Or, or uh, other um, Religious texts Or even just reading anything um, That is a reflection To do with reflecting Upon oneself and the creator, and and whatever there's need to be done in the mosque uh, that people do, and it was interesting that he brought in this this idea of bringing light at the columns. I mean, tropical architecture, or depending on the context of where that architecture is being built, you can create a different space relating to uh, the environment and being closer to the natural environment. So in Istanbul, when I was at the Sultanahmet Mosque, um, the climate is different, the situation, the context, the urban con- situation yeah, uh, around it and how it has to have um, hidden areas. But inwardly, you can actually be attached to the na- natural environment. is a very phenomenal, formidable design, in my opinion, um the sense of space, the volumes that um the architect dealt with um in Ahmad Shah building, um, is it got Shah? Sultan Ahmad Mosque. Um or the blue mosques I I I've been to a few mosques, a mosques and um and the opportunity was there to do a prayer at that mosque and it was so delightful um and and I find that the architect do take time to actually want to have this harmony and balance factor in in the mosque design but sometimes um some mosques seem grand, too much of a grand architecture More, the mosque seems to be, you know, more concerned with itself being a grand architecture rather than help the user to actually be much more spiritual. That is the criticism of mosque architecture that is doing that. I mean, that's responsible of the the human being that is designing that mosque. Obviously, I won't say which mosque, but I have come across mosques that are kind of like self conscious. That is a mask, um, and to me, it's a shame really because having the opportunity to design a mask that could be more that could give a much more sense of space in terms of um, the experience to to be much more involved in one spirit, true intimate intimate spaces. True being much more sensorial, to being much more uh, taking in to the smells, the hearing, the, um, the, the visual and connection and, and touch apart from the spatial qualities that would have made it a much better spiritual spi- uh, give a better spiritual connection. Yeah, I mean architecture has that ability to, through their designers, architecture can do wonders in terms of the spiritual experience. Actually, so I I could I could say that, um, and never mind about houses. You know, the old houses, the older houses, and is the vernacular houses that I find in the region, in the Southeast Asian region. I've been traveling around, visiting, apart from mosque or small mosque, apart from those buildings, there are these houses that, because of the sense of touch of the wooden floors and the whole thing is made of wood. And I mean, this was reflected by uh, Yohani Palasma in his discussion with Peter Zamthor uh, in, in, in in a video um, uh, this, they had a conversation and and Peter Zumthor asked Johanny Palasma Johann the first question what 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 sort of building did he find to have that sense to describe phenomenology or what sort of building give him that feeling of closeness and and he mentioned about Having that sense of touch and um, in 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 reflecting all houses that he was in as as a child, um, so uh, really um, you can create architecture that is robust and vandal proof and enjoyed by many. Um, a, an architecture that is for people to come in, like a mosque. Or a religious building, and and um, one of the one wonders that I, I I come across, which is non-Muslim architecture, is some of these cathedrals in in, in England, or some in in Trinity College, I think uh, Trinity College Chapel, the intricate work of the um, the structure. Um, so delicate you know i'm sure they're trying to do some sort of harmony as well and balance in 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 that chapel how the the sense the the, the spaces for the bigger cathedrals outside but the chapel the scale is much more intimate so yeah they have the sense of hierarchy when it comes to churches when it comes to the prayer hall um, I, I could say that there is a debate here. Yeah, the the uni- unified or unity a concept or principle that is being done in mosque through the Ottoman architecture precedent uh, where there's the dominant space and the smaller spaces around it to, to focus back into the dominant space that could work, yeah, but now they have regular spaces evolved now into modern architecture, obviously rectangular, regular spaces or smaller intimate spaces at the site at the veranda. I'm look I'm thinking about um in a tropical setting, yeah. Um Yeah. I think that harmony and balance, something that we want to achieve every day in our lives can be achieved in architecture so that we can have that experience to to achieve harmony and balance inside of ourselves and outside of ourselves in, in being in such a space. Apart from nature, obviously, in the natural environment, I find much more easily in gardens and some sense of harmony and balance. So... Okay, that is the topic for today, and a conclusion to the Ramadan special feature on mosque architecture versus everyday experiences um, that we experience whether we can achieve harmony and balance, and does architecture have anything to do with um, spirituality and in this case fasting yes it does in conclusion to this episode the second episode thank you very much and have the good a good Ramadan for those who are celebrating leading up to shawal and Eid Mubarak